0: We all have one, a podcast that isn't afraid to discuss the stories that we all have, even the really messy ones. From business ideas to overbearing in-laws to dreams of leaving your crappy job, come along for epic stories along tangible advice for succeeding and surviving through life's unfiltered moments. I'm your host, Corey McFadden, recovering business owner, industry pioneer, and mama blogger who has seen it all along the way. And let's just say... I am not afraid to share what I've learned from my experiences and mistakes, which means you don't have to. All you got to do is listen, grab a coffee, or hell, a tequila is probably better. And let's get to this week's saga turned life lesson. Hello, hello. I'm Corey McFadden, your host. We all have one the podcast episode 10. And what does that mean? It means that we are rounding out series one I did it. I created a podcast. My goal was to come here, to learn the space, to immerse myself, be honest and open, and hope that my experiences could help and maybe even teach some of you. And I feel like I've done just that. So thank you for joining me in this journey and I hope this has been of a service to you, and I'm not going anywhere. I'll be back with a series two, but I'm so thrilled that I made it through series one, so thank you. Today we are going to talk about one of the most important components of having a business, and it's something that We've touched on lightly in regards to friends, but we haven't really talked about your significant other, your partner, your ride or die, who you've committed your life to for better or worse. Maybe you aren't married. Maybe it's a long-term partner, whoever it might be that you've chosen to share your life with. They deserve an entire episode. Because it is so, so important to understand how to maintain that relationship, how to grow together on the journey of having your business, or recognize if it is time to grow apart in a way and maybe cut a relationship out of your life that has been there for Maybe your whole life. But it is such an important topic because it's one that is exhausting and hard. And you're going to try to be it all. But the truth is that you can't be. And, you know, there's that old saying that, you know, if you're succeeding in business, your marriage must be falling apart um, or vice versa. And a lot of times, you know, that does ring true because. Life is so stressful, and when you own your own shit, and you're in charge of livelihoods of others, and you're constantly running dollars in your head, it carries a different kind of stress, and money-related issues are the number one cause of divorce, and we all know that when your bank account is rolling deep, life is a little bit easier. And you're kind of popping along and feeling good and confident. But when the months are running thin and sales aren't coming through, and let's say it's after the holidays and it's dry season, or you just moved to a new location and it hasn't had its peak yet, or maybe you never have your peak, it can be wearing. And you want to be on that journey with someone that, one, knows they're on the journey with you, You don't just surprise them and one day, oh, my life's falling apart. Things are terrible. Now our home life is going to fall apart too and you haven't communicated with them thus far. You never want to do that. It's a lot to balance being a leader and motivating your staff and then being a good partner and being a good parent if you are. It's impossible sometimes. And that's okay. And it's okay to know that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some key points that are literally just from my heart and no place else. You know, um, I've been an entrepreneur my entire adulthood. Um, I had e-drop off for 15 years. Spiro um, has also been an entrepreneur. He moved to the United States um, at 20 and didn't even know English and has grown into an amazing leader in the construction industry. And being with another entrepreneur is even harder. Um, But the blessing that it does come with is that you understand because you live it, you breathe it. You get that when someone says they're at the office late, that they are at the office late with their head buried deep in an Excel doc. You understand things that, you know, maybe others that are not entrepreneurs could never fathom. But if you are the entrepreneur or you are with one, it is going to be a different dynamic in your relationship because the world of being a business owner And doing your own thing, it brings along a subset of problems and ongoing things and fires and things that need immediate attention. And what they in turn need is they need grace from your partner to understand that. And so, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to give you my experience from the stance of being an entrepreneur. As well as being the partner to an entrepreneur because it ain't easy, but it has so many awesome rewards that come along with it. And it's just important that you both are on the same journey together because when one veers, then water starts to get in the ship and then essentially the ship sinks and you don't want your marriage to sink. You marry the person for a reason, hopefully, love. So here we go, my friends. Okay, so I read some articles um, about this very topic, and I mean, so many of them are bullshit. Like The tips in there, I was like, oh my gosh, you have never lived through um, something difficult or a real business problem. They were just like so absurd and fluffy and glossy, and I took one tip from them. And I think it's a good one. It's not one that we have been able to successfully implement into our lives. But I know a lot of people that do do it. And that is sharing your calendar. Um, It's very simple. You know where the person is. If the calendar is upkept in a manner that, you know, you can really understand, you know, what they're doing and it serves a purpose. But to me, like, Spiro's always at the office and the office, you know, is kind of like a bubble. It's like a 20 mile radius. It's like, he's either on this site or that site or wherever. And we use, um, find your friends on, um, our iPhone. And I use it for like the sheer purpose of like, where is my baby daddy? Like, is he safe? Um, when he's working really late at the office, I can like easily log in, sees at the office, whatever, good you know, we live in the mountains. I get nervous sometimes. It's really dark here and, you know, just things you do when you're a parent. But that has worked successfully for us. Otherwise, like I don't care about his calendar. Um, I kind of just block out the time and know where he's at. But if that works for you, congratulations. Um, I just don't think that he would ever have once even looked at my calendar if I synced it with his. So That seemed to be a common tip, so it's not what I've successfully done, but if it works for you, awesome. But you know what does really work? And this works in every single relationship in your life, whether it be friends or employees or a partner or your lover or whoever. It is just the simple act of fucking communication. Communicate. What has happened to honest, straightforward communication. It is the most beautiful, simple act. It works so well and it always works, like a 100% of the time. When you're honest and upfront and people know where they stand, even if it is in the middle of a shit storm, at least they know that they are there and it's not a surprise. And so communication is the greatest thing that you can do for yourself if you're selfish or for your partner, um, whatever it might be, you need to learn to communicate. And this is a difficult skill. And it's something that, you know, maybe you don't even know how to do because you never learned growing up. And that's okay if you don't know how, but you need to learn. And so if it's, you watch some YouTube videos If you have um, insurance and you can go to a therapist, they can teach you communication skills. You can read articles online. There are so many resources available. Um, You just need to use them and you need to learn because communication is the key to any relationship. It doesn't matter if you are in business or not, but if you are in business, this is going to be the key to really maintaining. The relationship with your partner. And so, what you want to do is you want to be open. And so, I love this line I read, and it was like the details about the details. You want to provide them with the details of the details, things that maybe you think they would never want to hear. They probably do. They're interesting. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to involve them on a level of Decision making, but you have made a decision to share your life with this partner. So I would hope that you would trust their opinions and be able to use them as a sounding board or maybe even for brainstorm sessions. But you need to learn how to create that dialogue with them to have that conversation. And I can tell you that it's not easy. Um, Spear and I have been together for over a decade. And It has taken us so long to master, well, master is a really bold statement. We haven't mastered that, that's for sure. But to kind of um, really learn in a um, constructive way that helps our relationship and helps our businesses and, you know, communicate with each other when we are in stressful situations and can use each other as a sounding board. Because a lot of times what happens is, instead of using your loved one as a sounding board, you use them as a punching bag. And that's the last thing you want to do. These are your ride or dies, you know? Like, and I'm not saying your ride or dies as in, like, you've got multiple, like, people you're in a relationship with. I'm saying, like, your family and your husband or your wife, um, your close friends, your You're close-knit. Like, if you were to, um, let's say, you know, have to make one phone call from jail, who you call it? Like, who do you rely on? You know they're going to pick up the phone for you. They are there for you. Those people, those people are your sounding boards. It's important to remember that and distinguish that. You don't want to take your all-day stressors and what you're dealing with and so upset with and... It's got you, you know, with a short temper. You don't want to take that out on who loves you. Now, while they'll take it, they won't take it forever because no one likes feeling that way on the receiving end. And so it's important to learn how you can communicate in times of growth or difficulty or stress or whatever it might be with that person you love and take their advice when needed or you feel fit, but listen and listen to them and make sure they can listen to you. It's a two-way street because when you are in this trajectory of growth, a lot of times what happens is people grow apart because maybe that other person doesn't have interest in growing in that way. Maybe they're not after the same things that you are. And that's okay, but it's also important that you recognize it and someone's not being drugged on a journey that they don't want to be on. Because then what will happen to you is you'll turn into what is essentially is a babysitter because you'll find yourself maybe, you know, dumbing yourself down or trying to polish a situation to make them comfortable, taking second seat so you're not hurting their ego. Those are all things that you should not be doing. Your partner should be confident enough that they can support you and that you're not stunting your own personal growth in order to make them comfortable. That's not good. But what you do wanna do is you wanna protect your partner's boundaries. No matter how much of a badass your partner is or you know the man that's always there by your side or so supportive, you wanna make sure that You don't take advantage of that in the same hand and that you protect them and you protect those personal boundaries that you have for each other in your relationship and you do make time and you make them a priority as busy as you might be and as overwhelmed as you are. These are simple acts of love. I'm not talking about like some like Kanye flower filled balloon like over-the-top stadium, like dinner on a Wednesday, I'm talking about a simple post-it note that maybe you write a couple lines and tell them that you love them and that you know times are tough or you know you know that they're so tired because they're working so much or whatever. You just recognize it in little ways. Maybe drop them off food. And I'm not saying that times are always difficult. These are things that you want to do anyways even when times are glowing and awesome you you're still gonna be so busy. You have to make time and they need to know that they are a priority, even though they might not be sitting first chair. They need to know that they have a seat at your table. you know um I read a lot, you know schedule home time, and man, when you're home, you're home, and device is off, no email. Well, when you're an entrepreneur that can be virtually impossible. It's not like the clock stops. Things are always happening. And while yes, you do need to hold space for your family and your kids, and you know when you can be present. But let's say you plan a family night on a Tuesday, and something happens and you have to work late. You need to communicate with your partner as soon as you know that that's happening. So, they can understand and be empathetic, opposed to not communicating, not showing up, they're calling you, turns into a fight, they're upset, you're mad because you have to work, but really you know you're in the wrong because you should have communicated. We all know the situations, we've all been there, but why is the question. And so you wanna create this dialogue with whoever you're with, that as soon as something's going on, you know, you sound that alarm so they know too. Because let's just say, like, the house catches on fire. You're gonna make sure your partner's out of the house. You're not gonna be like, oh, sorry, your fire alarm, oh, it didn't go off? Mine did. Like, n- n- no. So, why would it be different with any other life event? You wanna treat it the same. And I'm not saying with like an urgency of like, sound the alarms. It's just that, hey, this is going on, you're involved, you should know, ping them, boom. And when you create that back and forth dialogue, what it does is that it creates an understanding and an empathetic element when needed. Now, you don't want to take advantage of that to where you're scheduling things and never following through and you're always canceling and you're always late, especially if you have kids. If you have children, you hold your commitment, like you hold it. If that means you need to come home, do that, take them to practice, and then go back to work, that's what you do. But with children, I always say it is a non-negotiable because what happens is you start to wire them in a way that they can't depend on you and for disappointment. And you never want your children feeling that way, especially in today's society. You want them feeling safe with you and that your word is of value and they know they can always depend on your word. And so, never, ever dilute that. And you should never do that with your partner either. But with kids, they don't understand and they can't pivot and be fluid the way we can as adults. Their processors are not developed in that way. So, it is important that you, as the adult who is mature in that situation, make sure that you stay true. So, you always want to communicate. You know, it's, it's as simple as like I started out. Like, there's no like reinventing the wheel here. There's no like grand formula. It's it's as simple as that. And you know, when you're truthful with one another, and you're on the same mission, and you're here through the good and the bad, that's what makes a real relationship. And you know, a lot of that's been lost in our society, and it's up to us to hold space for that and make it sacred and hold that commitment and be there. While we might not always understand, we can hold that space and be safe and be that safe space that they can call. And even if your partner just needs to talk and you say nothing, then let them do that. Um, But they just know that, whenever they need you, that you are there. And a great way um, to really kind of make time is to find whatever that common ground is. You know, what is that hobby that you both enjoy, an activity? Maybe it is a walk, um, as simple as that, or going to the grocery store and cooking dinner, or playing tennis, whatever. Have that safe space that you both can go and shut off and shut off the phones for 45 minutes when need be. But don't expect your partner to do that all the time. If you are with an entrepreneur and you don't know that world, you know, it's one that doesn't have the structure of the corporate world. When you are the end-all be-all, you have to deal with things like, let's say, a pipe bursts in the middle of the night. Like that is your responsibility at two a.m. It's not like, oh, you know, call corporate; they'll take care of it. Like corporate, you know, the man, the wizard behind the cape—or not the cape, the the uh, curtain. But like that person, you don't have a wizard. Like you are the wizard. Like you got to figure it out. And so, you have to know that you need to pivot with them and be there. And even if it's just standing there with them just do that and find someone that can do that with you. And if that person is not and they are making you feel guilty or, you know, putting you down, um, maybe that's not your person. And it's important to evaluate that because you're not a babysitter. Your partner should be your equal. And there are times when they will take first chair and they are thriving with forward momentum and you are there for them, and then there will be times when you take first chair, and then there will be times when you both are just there, and you're sustaining. Whatever the trajectory is and the path, it should be one that you both have your seatbelt on, your hands are tight together, and you're doing it together. And if you can't support your partner in that way, then don't be with them. That would be my biggest piece of advice. And just show your partner love and let them know that they are a priority, but not always the first priority. And when you are just honest, it will get you so far. It's simple. Same with friendships. You know, we did an episode on this, but friendships, you know, they come and they go. You'll get out of it what you put in it. You know, I've got friends that I haven't talked to in years, but I can pick up the phone and call, and it's just like yesterday. Those people are important, and don't expect them to always just be there as your cheerleader. You have to be there for them too. They've got lives. They've got things going on. So make time in your calendar To put time into those relationships and friendships because they are needed and you don't need a ton of them. I'm not saying you need like 15 friends, it can just be three people, one person, whoever. But output that love that you want to see back so you've got it in your life. Keep those friendships that are valuable close and sacred because it's exactly what they are. So, just like I said, you know. Don't expect them to, you know, be there buying your essential oils or whatever you're selling this month, let's say, you know, and be upset because they aren't like, oh, they aren't my friend. Like, don't depend on them for that. That's not, that's not what they're there for. They are there to love you and support you when no one is buying your oils or your flowers or your cupcakes or whatever it is. And while they might, you know, throw you a bone here and there, Don't depend on them for that. Remember that and go back and listen to that episode because it is an important one on friendships and it's okay to let go of relationships and friendships that are no longer serving or holding safe space for you. You know, has jealousy entered the picture? Um, Maybe someone's life has taken a completely different route and maybe you've grown as a person or they've grown or you've just grown apart it's okay to let that go. You don't want your life filled with drama. That is the last thing you want. Like you should have left. That should be gone. Like unless you were getting a paycheck as a real housewife from Bravo and getting paid for that, you don't want that in your life. There is no place for that. It is not healthy. It is not normal. And if you've got it, you got to evaluate, figure out what you're doing to contribute to those situations, fine-tune yourself and get rid of it, friends, because everything that you're outputting and consuming yourself with is taking away from what your ultimate goal is. So if you're sitting in the morning pounding on your you know phone back and forth in a text war within a group chat mad about something that was said at dinner, you are literally taking away from marketing that you could be creating in an app on your phone to promote your business. So make sure that the space you are holding for individuals and for yourself is that that is safe, it is serving, it is honest, it is good. Because otherwise, whatever you are outputting in that negative way is going to come right back to you. And you're an adult. It is time to grow up and let that shit go. And, you know, all these tips, they, they cross over into how to have successful relationships with partners and with clients, you know, your key clients. Pick up the phone. Make yourself available to them. You want to be prompt. You want to listen. You want to be a resource to them. You want exactly what you would want out of a relationship, So whatever relationship it is that you are maintaining and investing in, what would you want out on the other end? And give it that and make time. Maintaining relationships should be part of your calendar, especially when it comes to your key clients. And this doesn't mean every client. These are your key clients, whether they are, you know, a mouth for your business as far as like social media marketing. Maybe they are a large shopper. Maybe they contribute in other ways, whatever it is. Make sure you're making time and providing value to them. Because if you aren't, well, why would they provide it back to you? You know, it's a two-way street. It's important to remember that. And a lot of times when people are on their high and they've got that forward momentum and they're kicking ass and they're hiring new people and you know, everything's going right and getting pressed. And, you know, we're on top of the world and suddenly you feel so important and feel like everyone should service you. Like no one should service you. You're never that important. So, people that are, make sure that you're recognizing and investing back. But your ride or dies, your close knit, your partner, your family, your close friends, make sure you are making time for them. And they don't feel neglected. And make sure that they are treating you the same way. And sometimes you just gotta let go. But I can tell you as someone who has been with a very hardworking entrepreneur who has seen the highs and the lowest of lows over the last almost 11 years, our relationship is one that I am so proud of. And he is so wonderful. Not always, but I've grown to realize, you know, when times are so stressful, you know, not to poke the bull um, and just to leave it alone and to be them and, you know, service them almost like someone, you know, it's like in a coma, like you're caring for them not to get something back out of it. You're caring for them because you love them and you want to nurture them and help them in a difficult time. And then when they come out of it, you're great. But like when people go in those difficult times, you don't run. That's someone shouldn't do that. And if they do, you need to recognize that, whether it be a family member or your partner, whoever, and make sure that you are giving your partner the love that they deserve and that they need and know that There's a reason for the vows that are for better and for worse because both times come because it's life. And so make sure that whoever you choose as your partner is a good partner and they should be there as a shoulder to cry on. They should be there to celebrate you when you're, you should be, you know, you don't even know that you should be celebrated. They are celebrating small things and strides like They're your biggest cheerleader. And so pick wisely. And if that's just you, yourself, and you haven't found that person, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It can be a good thing. Just make sure that you're being selective with your space. You don't have a lot of it. And so choose wisely. Choose a good crew and surround yourself with success those that motivate you and inspire you and you will kick ass. Maybe not always in business, but you will in life. And those relationships are what matter. And when you can make it all sync together, it is the most beautiful thing in the world. But you want people around you to support you through those difficult startup nights and growth, and capital raises, and whatever might come along that they can't even understand, but they are there, they are listening, they tell you sometimes exactly what you need to hear, find those people, and be that person for those people. With that said, we have wrapped series one. I am so thrilled. Thank you so much to my friends at Dante32 for getting me through season one, introducing me to the podcast space. If you are interested in starting your own podcast, Dante32 can help you as well. They are an absolutely amazing team. You can find me as a resource always, especially until season two starts. But find me on social media at Corey McFadden on Instagram. My blog is a great resource for all things podcast and non-podcast. That's GlitterandBubbles.com. And until next time. I know you hate to see me coming, but let us see me leave. I know why you never walk in front of me. You trying to check me out, check me out, check me out. Check me out. Go ahead and check me out.